0: Today we're going to talk about some, some things that are, that are difficult, but I believe the best things are yet to come. I really believe that our, our latter is going to be better than our former. Somebody say amen. And if you were with us last week, we started a message series that I'm calling Don't Carry a Grudge. We talked last week about overcoming some of those smaller offenses in our lives. I mean, that, that, those things that hold us back and can weigh us down. And so you know how it works? When you read something or you try to grow in an area of your life or when you try to teach something, uh, you're always assaulted and attacked in that particular area in your life. And so I just kind of wonder how many of you, whether you're online, you can say me if you want to and respond to the comment section or whether you're in person, how many of you had an opportunity to grow in the area of forgiving small offenses this past week? Like something happened and somewhere between, between uh, um, the, the, the thing that happened to you, the action and your reaction, you discovered there was a gap in there and you chose to use that gap for the glory of God. I hope hope that was you. I hope that was you. Next week, we're going to talk about what I believe is going to impact a whole lot of people. We're going to talk about forgiving God because there are a lot of people who feel like maybe God has let them down, that God didn't do what he should have done or, or he allowed something that you think he should not have allowed. And, and, and so many people are actually holding a grudge against God. Now, let me just clarify theologically for those of you that are watching and don't send me a lot of emails. I know it is impossible for God to need forgiveness. He doesn't need forgiveness, but it's about the heart of the human being. So some people are holding a grudge maybe against God, and so we're going to talk next week about reconciling with God next week. And in the final week of this series, the last of January, we are going to talk about forgiving yourself. And so I'm telling you in advance about forgiving yourself. There's a lot of people that believe, of course, God can forgive me. And I've embraced that, and I've received God's forgiveness, but I just can't seem to forgive myself. I can't seem to to let it go. I'm still carrying the guilt. I'm still carrying the shame of something that I did in the past. So we're going to talk about forgiving ourselves. But let me give you a warning. Last week, I said we're going to ease into this series, and we did. Today is going to be hard, and it's not going to be easy for people. So when Jesus was talking to his disciples, um, he was helping them understand that in this world, you're going to be hurt, and in this world, you're going to be disappointed, and in this world, you're even going to be betrayed. When he was talking to his disciples, by the way, he was talking to us, and he said, you probably even have these things happen to you by somebody who's close to you. And so this is what he said in Luke's gospel, chapter 17, verse number one. He said this to his disciples things that cause people to sin are bound to come. But woe to that person through whom they come. Things that, that, cause, that, that bring about sin, um, well, they're bound to come. There's another version that says it's impossible that no offenses would come. In other words, there are going to be offenses that are going to come in your life. There's going to be times when people are going to hurt you. There's going to be times when people are going to let you down. There's going to be times when you're going to be betrayed by somebody close to you. It is going to happen. And then Jesus says in verse number three, so watch yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. In in, in other words, don't pretend like it didn't happen because whatever it was, it really did happen. But we're followers of Jesus Christ. So we should try to make things right. Our goal as Christ followers is reconciliation. So listen, talk about it, deal with it, and work toward healing. And if they repent, forgive them. Let it go. Let them off the hook. Release it. Forgive them. Everybody say yes. Yes. That's hard, but it's fixing to get a whole lot harder because then in Jesus says something that I think is incredibly challenging in verse number four. If he sins against you seven times in a day, in a day, and seven times comes back to you and says, I repent, forgive him. <laughs> really? See, if somebody does something very hurtful. We're not talking about small offenses. We're talking about big things now. And if somebody betrays you or they hurt you or they violate you once, maybe, I'll, okay, I can do it twice oh, <laughs> with your help, God. But three times, four times, five, six, seven in one day? I, and and I'm, I'm thinking, I could never do that. In my flesh, I, I could never do that. And so the disciples, also called the apostles, but it also refers to us, okay? So these, these apostles knew they would need some help with this. So as soon as they hear Jesus say, listen, if they, if they offend you seven times in a day, forgive them and repent, forgive them seven times. So the very next words out of their mouth was this. They said this to the Lord, increase our faith with an exclamation point. Increase our faith. Um, in other words, if we're going to do what you tell us to do, Jesus, we are going to need more faith to accomplish that. And so today what I want to do is I want to talk to you in the next few moments about having the faith to forgive. Having the faith to forgive. Who betrayed you? Who lied to you? Who lied about you? Who took advantage of you? Last week, we talked about letting go of those small offenses. And it's relatively easy to do when somebody does something one time and it's small. They cut you off in traffic and you're like, ah, and you're like, okay, Lord, I forgive you. Move on, right? It's relatively easy to do that. But It's not so easy when it happens many times. It's something very big, and it's something very painful. And it happens by somebody that you admire, somebody that you love dearly, and you always believe that they have the best in mind for you. Who betrayed you? Could have been a roommate you had once upon a time, I suppose. Could it could have been the relationship maybe that you had, they stole something that you had, they betrayed you. Could have been a kid in school, or I suppose it could be a coworker even today that you have that, that bullied you, said something terrible about you on social media or, or online. It could have been a boyfriend that lied to you and it ended up lying about you and defamed you. It, it could have been a dad who you simply wanted to please. And no matter what you did, he always seemed to make you feel small and insignificant. It might have been a spouse you trusted and you believed. and They betrayed your trust and it crushed your heart. It could have been an authority figure in your life, someone you admired, someone that should have protected you, but but that person didn't protect you. Instead, they touched you inappropriately. And then they had in their sick, twisted minds, somehow they had the gall to make you think that it was actually your fault. Who betrayed you? Who hurt you? Do we really need to forgive something like that, something that significant, when they don't deserve it at all? They don't deserve it. Practically speaking, how do you forgive if they don't desire forgiveness? They won't even acknowledge what they've done is wrong. Or worse yet, they're still repeating the pattern. Maybe not with you, but you see them doing it to somebody else. I don't know what it is, but I do know what it feels like. I have a sense of understanding from my perspective in my life. So what do you do? How do you forgive? How do you forgive when you don't feel like forgiving? I'm just going to put a, uh, a marker at the beginning of this message. This is not going to be easy. This is going to be painful for some of you. It's going to be gut-wrenching for some of you. It's going to be agonizing for some of you. But here's what I want you to know. My promise to you is this. On the other side of this thing, God tells us on the other side of forgiveness is freedom. Hallelujah. And so what I want you to know is from the beginning, God tells us clearly as followers of Jesus Christ Hallelujah. that we are to forgive. I don't want to be misunderstood. We are to forgive. And I'm just going to share with you just a few portions of Scripture as we begin this, but don't check out because you don't like it. Matthew chapter 5, beginning at verse number 43. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. I kind of like that. Does anybody else kind of like that, right? I digress. But I tell you, these are the words of Jesus... Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. I went one more verse, but I think that was good. In Ephesians chapter four, Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter four, verse number 32. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, Get this, just as in Christ, God forgave you. And then I want to go back to Matthew's gospel, Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. God tells us clearly that we must forgive. Okay, so we've got the mandate. Now we need the miracle. Now we need the how to. Now we need to understand how we, how we navigate this thing called forgiveness. What does it mean to forgive? What does it really mean? What do we do? And how do we do it? What does it mean to forgive? So when I deliver messages to our campuses, I really want to tap into real issues in your life, not just proclaim the word, but give us an understanding of how we can apply it in our situation right now. So I'm asking the question, what does it mean to forgive? Well, I think in order to understand what it means to forgive, let's first start with what it does not mean to forgive. And what what is forgiveness not? And so number one, as you see it on the screen, forgiveness is not forgetting, To forgive doesn't necessarily mean that you wipe your brain and you no longer have any memory or recollection whatsoever of what happened to you. It's not saying that it didn't happen because it did happen. It's not just sweeping it under the rug. It's not saying that what that person did to you or said about you wasn't completely wrong or wasn't completely sinful. It's not saying that you need to be a doormat the rest of your life and allow them to continue to abuse you, to continue to hurt you, and you just need to smile and take it all for the glory of Jesus and every year send them a Christmas card and you better make sure you put a heart emoji on everything that they post on Instagram. That is not what forgiveness is all about. You can actually forgive someone and still create healthy boundaries in your life. You can you can forgive someone and and have the attitude the spirit that says yes I will let it go but we need to rebuild trust to get back to where we were before because there are consequences for your behavior for your actions in your life. We can forgive and still need to rebuild a relationship over time. Forgiveness is not forgetting. This one's going to be hard. Forgiveness is also not fair. Forgiveness is not fair. There's nothing fair about forgiveness at all. Saying, Yeah, just I'll just let you off the hook for no reason, even though what you did was very painful and it left scars in my spirit that will likely last me the rest of my existence. But you know, I'm just gonna let you off the hook. That's not fair. It's not fair. And I acknowledge it's not natural either. It's fair to pay them back. You hit me on the cheek? (laughs) You got one coming. You hurt my kids? Justice says, I get to get even. Jesus says, pray for your enemies. Okay, 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 okay. I'll pray for enemies. I will pray that you get hemorrhoids in your ears. That's what I'll do. That's what I'll do. I don't even know if that's possible, but that's what I'm going to pray for. (laughs) <laughs> Forgiveness is not fair. This June, I'll be 50 years old. Half a century. I am a seventh degree black belt, master martial artist, been doing this since I was eight years old. I'm not boasting, but I know my stuff. I'm very confident, I'm very alert, and I'm very aware. And I truly do not fear a human being, except my wife. <laughs> So why do I, we've been married 30, almost 31 years. Why do I need to leave the sheets untucked at the foot of the bed still today? Because when I was a little boy, somebody did something to me in a bed and the sheets were tucked in. And I had no way of escaping. I couldn't get out. So I've got that scar, like you have scars. So even today, my wife is so good, she'll make the bed, and she'll leave my side untucked because i got to have, no matter how cold it is, got to have a foot out. I, as an eight-year-old boy, did not deserve that. And that wasn't Fair. And that should have never happened. And now this Bible and my God and Jesus Christ tells me that I must forgive. And that is not fair. What I want is I want fair, God. Let me tell you the honest truth. God is not always fair. In fact, it feels like God is not usually fair. I'll tell you this, he's always just, but he's not always fair. And I think that's a really good thing, because if God was always fair, then I would get exactly what my sins deserve. You see, he's not always fair, but what we need to understand is that is to our benefit that God is not always fair. In fact, I love the power of what the psalmist said in Psalm number 103, uh, verse number 10. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our own iniquities, sins. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. In other words, you and I deserve death. Amen. We deserve hell. Amen. We deserve eternal Amen. torment Hallelujah. and punishment. But God, through Jesus Christ, offers us forgiveness. Amen. He offers us grace. Forgiveness isn't necessarily the same thing as forgetting Forgiveness certainly isn't the same thing as as, um... forgiveness is not fair. So what is forgiveness, Troy? Well, I'm glad you asked. This is our definition of forgiveness. Forgiveness is giving others what God gave us through Jesus. Forgiveness is giving others what God gave us through Jesus. Jesus. In other words, forgiveness is offering to other people the same grace that God has offered to us through his son, Jesus Christ. How many of y'all are followers of Jesus Christ? There's some followers of Jesus in here. Some of y'all are ashamed followers. I want you to be proud followers. We're proud followers, right? This is your aerobic exercise for the day, right? We're followers of Jesus Christ. Have you been forgiven of anything? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Have you experienced grace that you did not deserve from God? Have you been the beneficiary of the mercy and the goodness of God? Now, I don't know. I don't know about some of you. I mean, some of you may be perfect. You just can sit there, maybe at home or even here, and you can all look all self righteous. You just lean on back in your pretty chair and you polish your halo and you do your perfect thing, but please don't come back to New Life Church ever again. Because perfect people are not welcomed here. This is not the place for you. New Life Church is a place for imperfect people. It is a place for forgiven people. It is a place for people who want to experience the lavish grace of God. And I don't know what you've been forgiven of, but, oh, dear God, I have been forgiven of some sins in my life. I've experienced grace that I did not deserve mercy from my God and forgiveness all because of Jesus. Amen. So what, what is forgiveness? Forgiveness is giving others the very same thing that our good and great God has given to us. In fact, the Bible tells us in First John chapter 1, verse number nine, if we confess our sins... He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us or cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We have all messed up. We've all sinned against the holy God. What is sin? Sin is easy to define. It's it's a Greek word. It's an archery term. It means you've missed the mark. Now, you might have missed the mark by this much or this much or this much, but baby, you missed the mark. And the whole point is if you don't hit the bullseye, then you have sin in your life. It doesn't matter if you think it's a little. It's still a lot to a holy God. You missed the mark. We've all missed the mark. And if we confess before God, God, I'm sorry. God, I've sinned against you. What I did was wrong. How I acted was hateful. The way I looked at him or looked at her was lustful. I betrayed somebody. I was so wrong. If we confess our sins, our God is faithful and just. He's not always fair, but he's faithful and just. He is faithful and just. And he will forgive us our sins and purify us or cleanse us from all those sins. Forgiveness is giving to others what God has already given to us. You see, newsflash, the gospel isn't just receiving forgiveness. The gospel is also giving forgiveness. Now, we want the former without the latter. We want to be forgiven Without offering forgiveness We want, the, we want the, 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 the frosting without the cake Although I like the cake a lot better I That's probably a terrible example So forget I said that It's not just being the recipient Of the grace of God The gospel is giving grace to other people I'll say it this way As followers of Jesus Christ Forgiveness doesn't just flow to us Forgiveness flows through us it's undeserved. It's undeserved mercy. It's undeserved grace. It's undeserved goodness to us that in turn should flow through us. So the question is, how is your forgiveness flow? How's your forgiveness flow? How's your forgiveness flow? The Lord's Prayer Jesus was giving us an example of how we're supposed to pray. And when he said, he said, pray this. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us, who sin against us. Do I really want to pray the entire prayer? No. Those of you that said, yes, you're a lion to me. You don't want to pray that prayer. You don't want to pray that prayer. What you want to pray is, forgive us our trespasses, yada, 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 and then we'll move on. (laughs) What we need to do is take the whole counsel of God's word. Forgive me as I forgive that boss that I still hate for what they did to me. Forgive me as I forgive that person who really hurt me so badly and is living life, uh, having a great old time. For, forgive me like I forgive others? Really? So how's your forgiveness flow? How's your forgiveness flow? Forgiveness isn't just that which flows to us, but it's that which flows through us. But why would God ask us to forgive? That's a great question. That's a foundational question as a follower of Jesus. Why would God ask us to forgive? There's lots of reasons. I'm only going to tell you one. There's lots of reasons why God would ask you to forgive, but I'm going to give you one of the top reasons. He would ask you to forgive. He's not ordering you. He's inviting you. He would ask you to forgive something that seems completely unfair, something that seems totally unforgivable, Because he loves you so much He doesn't ask you to forgive Something so dastardly To help heal the other person It's not why he's asking you to do that He asks you to forgive that person To help heal you The wound that is inside of you And some of you have been carrying this wound For decades And you have no idea what it would be like To be free to be set free. You see, forgiving someone else, that person that betrayed you, that person that lied about you, that person that cheated on you, forgiving them may not set them free, but forgiving someone else always sets you free. Always. Why would God ask you to forgive? Because he loves you so much so much. If you think for a second that the reason God wants you to forgive them is because he loves them more than you, you are listening to the wrong voice. I know. I know. And I've been praying about this. And there's people that know this. I have been weeping literally over this time with you today. Because I know that this brings up so many significant wounds in people's lives, maybe even with somebody that is with you today. That is not our intent. And by the way, I hope nobody ever hears me say, mistakenly hears me say that forgiveness is easy because it is not easy. What's easy is to hold a grudge. What's easy is to live in bitterness. You don't know what they did to me, you're right. And where you're living is pretty easy. It's also pretty foul and a stench to the nostrils of God. Amen. He wants you to be free. It's easy to wish the worst for someone, especially when they deserve it. It's, it's easy to plot and to rehearse what you're going to do the next time you see them, what you're going to say the next time you're in their presence. Oh, gonna, I caught him! <laughs> oh, I'm older and wiser now. It's easy to not talk about it, and to bury it deep inside and to pretend that it's not there. It's easy to, to not try to heal. It's easy to let the devil continue to split your family and make this sin against you a generational curse because you're not addressing it. It's easy to walk in hatred and it is easy to walk in unforgiveness. Forgiveness is not easy. It's easy to remain bitter but it takes faith to forgive. It takes faith to forgive. And so, like the disciples, I, I pray that God would increase your faith today, that he would increase you. What does faith do? Faith enables me to see an opportunity for freedom where others only see an opportunity for an offense. Let's say that again. Too many words, Troy. Let me me say it again. Faith enables me to see an opportunity for freedom where others only see an opportunity for offense. So faith empowers me. Faith doesn't mean that you feel gracious, that you feel grateful. Faith doesn't mean that you feel excited. Faith, in fact, you may not feel anything at all, but faith often, I would say almost always, activates long before the feelings follow. We walk by feelings. No, we don't. We walk by faith. faith. Faith based upon the facts. The facts are in God's word. That's what we walk upon. That's our foundation. If you walked upon your feelings, you'd be a hot mess every day of your life. But you got to walk in faith. What God wants for you is to choose to forgive, but you got to listen to this. You choose to forgive by faith. In other words, I don't feel like it. What I feel right now is I want to punch him in the throat. I don't feel like In my flesh, I'm still angry. In my flesh, I'm still wounded. I still feel betrayed. But by faith, I'm choosing to offer the same thing that God offered to me. Listen, forgiveness is a choice. I am, a, I am a, a theologian. I really am. I am a student of the word of God, and I want to rightly divide God's word. I want to teach people how to rightly divide God's word, but this is one of those mysteries in God's word. You see, I believe that we forgive, and there is a second in time that we make the choice to forgive. But I also believe... At the same time, forgiveness for most people is a process. So is it instantaneous or is it a process? Yes. Yes, it is. Well, which one is it, Troy? You're wigging me out. Well, your brain's too small to understand that apparently, and so is mine. It's both and. It's not either or. Forgiveness is a choice, but it's also a process, It may happen in a moment, and when I say it may happen in a moment, you may feel it in an instant, you may feel it in a moment, but it may take some time. It takes faith to forgive. It takes faith to believe that on the other side of the offense, there's something better than holding a grudge. But here's what might happen in your life if you turn toward the beast in your heart that you've tried to bury for years and years. When you start to pray about this, when you start to think about this, when you really lean into this, you may find yourself asking this question, how much forgiveness do they deserve? And that, my friend, is the wrong question. That is a dead-end road. That will take you nowhere but misery and torment all the days of your life, asking how much forgiveness do they deserve? The right question is this question, how much freedom do I desire? there is a big difference between how much forgiveness do they deserve and how much freedom do I desire. It really is, in this instance, about you. This is one of those things that God allows it to be about you. It's not about the other person. God is turning his attention. Jesus is turning his attention to you, to your wounded spirit, to that heart that was crushed and hurt so badly And he is saying to you, how much freedom do you desire? It takes faith to forgive, to choose to say what you did to me is no longer going to hold me prisoner. What you said is not going to limit my future anymore. The betrayal that you did... I'm not going to let it hold me down. I won't let it pollute my heart anymore. I'm not going to let it poison my soul from this moment on. Yes, what you did was wrong. Yes, what you said wasn't fair. It wasn't right. It may have been years of abuse, but I'm not going to let it rob me of years in my future by continuing to dwell in my unforgiving state. I'm going to move forward With the grace and the help of Almighty God, by faith, I choose to let it go. I will not be a victim another second of my life. I'm no longer going to be a prisoner, and I get it. I didn't tell you that story, that true story about me, for your sympathy. I don't need it. I don't. I I appreciate it. Some of y'all are like, I got to send him a note that said how much. You don't have to do that. I share that with you because I want to connect with some of your deep wounds that you haven't faced in your life. I understand it's hard, but I've done this. And I know you, through Jesus Christ, can do this too. Amen. Guys, it takes, it takes faith to forgive. I'm sorry for what happened to you. You can try to minimize it all day. There's a lot of people that have a whole lot worse. I don't worry about it. It's still toxic inside of you. Face it. Deal with it. Learn to let it go. Sometimes the best healing happens on the other side of your pain. Forgiveness won't change the past, It, it, it won't. It doesn't change what he did, it doesn't change what she said. It won't change the betrayal, but forgiveness will soothe your soul. It's, the Bible refers, it's a healing balm of Gilead. It's just that kind of, that soothing balm. It, it changes your future. What is forgiveness? It's giving to others the very same thing that God has given to us. So here's my prayer for you. God, increase your faith. let me pray for you bow your hearts bow your heads please if you're watching from home or wherever you're at I just encourage you to stop what you're doing let's pray this is this is big deal God as I'm speaking into some of the most significant pain today I ask that the power of your Holy Spirit would do what we cannot do God would you increase our faith to forgive and so wherever you're at today you're in God's presence you're hearing God's word. Those of you, you've been significantly betrayed. I encourage you, take a step of faith. You, you might not even feel it. But you understand, it's the right thing to do. And if your prayer today is, God, would you increase my faith? Increase my faith to forgive. I know it's the right thing to do. I don't feel like and In fact, I feel like doing the opposite. But God... I take your word to be truth and I want to be a follower of your truth and so God, increase my faith to forgive if that's you would you just right now where you're at I will not embarrass you sir I will not humiliate you ma'am but I want this betwe- to be between you and God. Would you please, when I count to three, lift your hand wherever you're at, online or in person. One, two, three, put your hand up. Increase my faith to forgive God. Increase my faith to forgive God. Increase my faith to forgive God. I need more faith to forgive. You can put your hand down and keep your eyes closed. God, I thank you for the, a church that's full of people that came prepared to hear your word. And let your Holy Spirit do a healing work. And God, I'm praying that you would do spiritual surgery on our hearts today. I pray by faith that there are those who've been living in the pain of the past for so long, that that pain would start to fade away as your forgiveness washes over us. Mighty God, we know it may not be fair, but God, we receive your grace. And because we've received your grace, help us to offer your grace, your forgiveness to other people we know God this may not change them but God it always changes us give us faith increase our faith to forgive as you've forgiven us as you keep praying today at all of our churches house churches some of you you feel the weight of something (coughs) and it's something that you've done it's someone you've hurt it's someone you've betrayed it's something you said you shouldn't have said or something you did that you shouldn't have done you've let others down and you've let God down and you sinned against God and you feel the shame and you feel the weight and you feel the guilt and it's just unbearable and you don't want to talk about it you've been pushing it down so long let me explain to you while you're in this mode of prayer as clearly as I can the good news today, for God so loved the world, that's you, that he sent his one and only Son, that's Jesus, that whoever would believe in him would receive eternal life. Jesus, born of a virgin, never ever sinned, perfect in every way, the Son of God, Jesus, whoever would call upon his name wouldn't perish but would receive eternal life Jesus gave his life in a very painful shameful way on the cross and he did not deserve it you did I did but Jesus took our place his death wasn't fair but his death was justice Jesus paid the price and now it's only God gave his one and only son it's only God that can offer you what you don't deserve his grace his goodness because of what Jesus did Jesus paid the price we get the forgiveness remember 1 John chapter 1 verse number 9 our God is faithful and he is just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness as far as the east is from the west so he separates your sins from you so those of you that would choose to say today I need his grace I want the forgiveness today from God I turn from my sins I turn toward Jesus Jesus I give my life to you if that's your prayer nobody needs to know this is between you and mighty God but whether you're online or whether you're in person I want you to somehow let us know so if that's you today, if you're in person, I want you to lift your hand, not ashamed, right now. God, that is me. I receive your forgiveness. I am free. I am free indeed. And if that's you online, I need you to put on there, I receive your forgiveness. Something like that. Put in the comments, I receive your forgiveness. Come on now, let that that'd be your testimony. Today, I receive your forgiveness. So once again, if this is you, I'm not going to skirt by this. Right now, put your hand up to heaven. This might be your first time or your 101st time. But listen, if you're ready to receive God's forgiveness, put it up. It doesn't make you a bad person. We're all bad people. But we're we're forgiven people. 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 Pray this prayer with me out loud right where you're at. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. Make me brand new. I believe Jesus died for me. I believe he rose again so I could live for you. Fill me with your spirit, God. Come on now. Fill me with your spirit, God, so I can know you, so I can serve you, so I can follow you. My life is not my own. Today I give it to you. Give me new life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen and amen. Let me welcome you to the family. Of almighty God today To the family of God You're not a fan of Jesus Christ anymore You're a follower of Jesus Christ When I was drafting this message I knew in my heart That we couldn't just end it here Forgiveness is a choice I said But forgiveness is also a process It may happen in a second But it may take It may take some time. And here's what I know, without a doubt, after two and a half decades of this ministry gig, 10 years of serving you, this is our 10th year as a church. After this time, I know that people are stuck. And we're going to address the stuckness in your life when you prayed the prayer and you said, Lord, I've been the one that sinned against somebody and I've hurt somebody and I brought brought pain into somebody's life, immediately God forgave you and he separates your sin as far as the east is from the west. It's buried in the sea of forgetfulness. God chooses to remember it no more. But there's still some work to do. Not to receive God's forgiveness, but remember, now you need to be a conduit of that grace. So if you know in your mind who you hurt, who you wronged, make the call today confess your sins today boy that's hard Troy now it's one thing to get me to raise my hand it's another thing to get me to tell the person that I stole from or that I cheated on or that I betrayed that I'm sorry they may not forgive you that's not really what it's about it's about them now it's it's about getting them on the path maybe it was a parent, maybe it was a child, maybe it was a cousin or a brother, maybe it was a, there's gonna be some relationships that are just so bad that you probably just need to continue to leave it with the Lord. And I can't discern that for you, but we can help you with that. Some of you need to go on a journey. And We have a professional center here, and I'd like to put this up on the screen if we could. Some of you really, this is a new year. This is a new opportunity for you. All of our graduates, you know it's required to be part of our training center that you've gotta be in counseling for every year that you're in it. You've gotta to go to counseling at least once a month, period, or you aren't allowed to come anymore as a, as a student. People are like, well, counseling's home for broken people. Exactly. Y'all are crackpots. I am too. So we need help and we need a safe place to talk about it, to, to figure it out, to find out, to, to deal with it, I think that everybody could use a coach counselor and we'll help you at New Life we have our counseling center my wife is the counselor she's, she's trained and educated and anointed to do this and, and I just double dog dare you online or in person to go to that website newlifeca.church counseling it's confidential the email goes directly to to Keely, to my wife to to the counselor nobody reads it nobody knows all you're requesting is, is an appointment you're like I can't afford it it's $50 a session professional counseling I can't afford it stop yes you can and if you really can't then we have an endowment that will help you we will take care of it but this is worth it to get healthy can you imagine how different you'll be come the fourth of july come next thanksgiving when you're sitting around the table with uncle eddie can you imagine how different you'll be if you go on this journey to find freedom it's not preaching at you it's unfolding your story helping you reframe it helping you see it through a lens that is absolutely correct full of grace full of love without any judgment without any judgment not here, guys we have these services to help you and for a little while I'm going to leave this up on the screen just for a few seconds Some you should take a picture of it in fact, I'll let you off the hook right now if you're going to take out your phone and take a picture of it I'm sure you're taking a picture of it because you want to share that with a friend you know what I'm saying, right? that's fine with me we don't care we're not going to tell anybody Nobody knows. The team doesn't know. Some of our folks in the church that have been counseled come up to me as if I know what you've talked to my wife about. I have no idea what you've talked to Keely about. And I'm good with that. We we want to help you. And this, this subject, because I've felt this personally in my own life, betrayal and abuse, it doesn't always happen because you get one good, powerful message that's preached. It does sometimes takes a process if it was instantaneous Jesus would have walked with his disciples for a day not three years it's a process equipping is a process sometimes even freedom is a process somebody say amen I want to take just just a second before we go And I, I am uh, going to pray for you uh, one last time But I do want to tell you that We we banked a few minutes at the end of this gathering So you can celebrate with our, with our uh, graduates I really hope that you'll uh, you know fist bump them Or give them a shout out or something We've got to be safe in here And we've got some treats for you Out in the lobby that you can get And, and they're COVID Don't be, don't be a- touching all of them We've got what you do know, we be doing Don't be that guy um, But we do want to treat you But I also want to, I also want to let you know this some of you have a call of God on your life. And the reason I started the Northern California Minister Training Center with the, the, um, the two universities we're affiliated with, the reason I started this is because I realized that people are a lot like me. I was a school teacher when God called me into ministry. We had two kids, one on the way, and a mortgage. <laughs> there was no way I could quit my job and, and go back to college again. But yet God had called me, and I thought, well, that call is going to sit dormant. Well, I took a risk and my testimony unfolded and somebody trusted me and hired me and, and then as I, as I worked in the ministry I, I got credentialed and educated um, I, I feel like there should be other options for people so we started this so that you can come to class once a week it's manageable with your full time schedule and your family you can do this we've got people that can talk to you about it they're in the red robes they could talk to you about it but if you've got a call of God in your life you think you do or you want to explore that or you just want to advance some education you're like in a season in your life that I want to learn more I want to grow I want to grow in in this area then I I challenge you to enroll classes begin on February 2nd for our new year there's still time for you to enroll and uh classes are on Tuesday afternoons you're gonna have to switch your schedule and make sure that you're present for that there's still time to apply. Packets are available. Information packets are available at the connect corner in the back. You can certainly see Pastor Trinity. And uh, we'll see if we can get you connected. But if that's something that you're interested in or you know um, your, your spouse or your child or whatever, is that's, that's them. You've identified that. Talk to them. Here's the one thing that I'm really, really proud of. With one exception, and that is my really, really good friend, uh, John Allen and his wonderful wife, Kim, who are campus pastors in Modesto. With them being the exception only, although I've known them for like 15 years, every minister in our network has been raised up in our network. They've gotten saved here, they've gotten discipled here, they've gone through the process here, they've figured out their call here, They've gotten a, the anointing was, was discovered here, and I think that's the call of God. See, I don't think church should always be about finding something and hiring them from somewhere else. Raise them up, baby. Raise them up. And I think there are diamonds in the rough in you and in you. And we want to help that, that come to fruition in your life. So, may the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance upon you. May he give you rest. And may he give you peace. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.